Thought Bubble Audio. watch with us welcome to our variety show for sarcastic people who have been on a mini vacation but we're back with that good hot content and don't i sound like i'm in great health <laughs> truly <laughs> so it's fine um we we have made a choice in this episode <laughs> we figured <I> <laughs> That we were gone for a little while, and that as a peace offering, we were going to really have to come in hot. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I feel like the DVR really guided us. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, you know, the way the winds blew in Hate Watch universe. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's true. Um, We watched some... Made for TV fan fiction, I think is fair to say. <laughs> that is fair to say. Um, that our friend the Lifetime Channel produced. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is the yeah. first time that I've seen a Lifetime movie since I was in middle school. Yeah, that sounds boring. Can right. I tell you a fun story about my experience with Lifetime movies? Sure. There was a Lifetime movie when I was in middle school that was somehow about a dog. I remember nothing else. It was, like, this woman, this, like, middle-aged woman who lived alone in a real big house and had, like, an Australian shepherd. And okay. I think the dog's name was Bree. Okay. And there might have been another dog involved and potentially even a murder. Mm-hmm. It's unclear. Um, but I recorded that video onto a VHS. <laughs> this is, like, at the very end of the VHS times. This is how all good stories start. Yes. And I watched that shit for years. But why? I don't know. It's not clear to me. Hmm. But, yeah, this fucking Lifetime movie about an Australian shepherd and solving a murder. How did it compare to these Lifetime movies? Um, you know, I think the production value might have been better back then. Okay, okay. My theory goes that there were not quite as many movies being made per year. Mm-hmm. So the stakes were a little higher for Lifetime. Yep. Um, the production value of these films, which we have yet to formally introduce, but you will see, yep. are worse than <laughs> Off-Season Hallmark. Yeah, yeah. But also higher stakes, it would seem. I would think so. And yet... Like, this is a Hallmark event, not on the Hallmark channel, but, like... A Lifetime movie. It's a momentous occasion. Lifetime movie event. It's, like, it was a a bold move for the Lifetime channel. <laughs> I just... I can, I can assume which part, but also the whole thing. <laughs> I, I would love to have been a fly on the wall for the meeting that led to this pitch, pitch package... Because all I can assume is that there was some assistant in a room somewhere and they were all looking at, like, a bulletin board with deadlines for, like, production. And they were like, we got to come up with ideas. we got to come up with something. We need an idea. And someone was like, 
do you ever wonder what it's like to be Meghan Markle? <laughs> and they were like, oh, fuck, tell me more about that one. And then here we are. And now here we are. <laughs> Though I feel like they made Kate and William movies, too. Oh, did they? I'm, like, fairly certain. <sighs> if they did, we gotta watch those. Yeah, I know. We're gonna and do that. And if they did... <laughs> The only thing I can hope is that they've also begun production on the second or third movie in that series. <laughs> I don't want that, I'm but I do. I'm covering scandals. <laughs> oh, no. Mm-hmm. I have a gripe about that when we get to the sequel. Okay, so to catch y'all up, because yeah. you don't know what we're talking about, we watched two movies. The first one was... <laughs> Harry and Meghan subtitle. Uh, a royal something. A royal engagement? <sighs> romance. A royal romance. Sure. I think. Do, and then the second. Like, I, see, I get the titles mixed up. And then the sequel was Harry and Meghan. Uh, becoming oh, royal. Becoming royal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which seems like that should have been the title of the first one. But But it was instead the title of the second one. Yeah. And we watched both of these fucking movies. And I regret nothing. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to break them down for you so that you will feel like you have watched them as well. Yeah. We sure are. Mm hmm. I mean,. I learned, like, so this all happened kind of by an accident because I heard about the second one not knowing or, like, fully knowing there was a first one. Like, I knew there were a bunch of made-for-TV movies, but I didn't, like, put two and two together. Yep. So uh, I heard about it in passing, and I was like, ooh, that sounds like something promising for the podcast, so I'm just going to put it on the DVR, which I do, like, for other things that we have and haven't recorded, so it's, like, fine. And then I learned that I had recorded a rerun of the first movie. Oh. (laughs) And I was like, oh, no. But, oh, yes. And then I recorded the second one. (laughs) Because then that was a whole episode. It just seemed worth it. The the whole episode that I want in the future is the critical analysis of the um, Christmas Prince trilogy. Mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. the what could have mm-hmm. been the Harry and Meghan trilogy. Mm-hmm. I mean, depending on how Christmas Prince deploys the royal baby, mm-hmm. they could align. I really think the real tragedy, and I said this to you already, is the Lifetime shot their shot by sticking the baby into Harry and Meghan becoming royal as opposed to keeping it in their back pocket to make a Harry and Meghan trilogy. They did, but they also released it, like, the second the baby was born. Yeah. Which was, like, a whole different life choice. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, so let's go back a year ago okay. to the first Harry and Meghan movie that yes. came out in time for their wedding, but not in time to know what the wedding consisted of. Oh, I thought they got pictures in the montage. Yeah, but it wasn't, like, depicted on... Oh, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I gotcha, I gotcha. 
It was like basically the same deployment as this one. Yeah. Right. right, right. So where do we begin? <laughs> um, do we just go chronologically? Yes. You're gonna have to guide me because I, I watched this like a month ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll get there. It'll be fine. Yeah. Um, so we open mm-hmm. um with Do we open with the lion? I think we basically did. I think we start with the lion. Um, we open with child Will and child Harry in somewhere in Africa. Yeah. And they're on a safari after Princess Diana has died. Yeah. And so they're having feelings. And Harry gets mad and runs away and encounters a symbolism lion. This is the exact moment that I encountered the realization that Kirsty was out of cell phone service yes. for the night. <laughs> I was off the grid when Kelsey watched this. And I was like, oh no, I'm in it on my own. And I still sent like 10,000 slacks, but it was just like into the void. They were really nice to come back to though, because I came back and was expecting like the normal hate watch stuff. And instead I got a whole bunch of shit about lions. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is happening? <laughs> So we have a symbolism lion. Yeah. And we all think Harry's going to get eaten by the lion. And uh, Charles comes to shoot the lion. But then they have a moment instead. And then the lion runs away. And everyone's Uh okay. Uh And then we go to our next opening scene, which is Megan on the set of Suits. (laughs) Which is like... The whole thing. <laughs> I said these like exact words to Kelsey and Slack, but like the infinite comedy of lifetime. Yes. <laughs> trying to portray <laughs> the production of suits. It's like so meta. I can't. I can't. Yeah, like it's it's not wrong. No. But also lifetime. Lifetime. I also said this to her, but it's like a scathing review of mm-hmm, the show mm-hmm, Suits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> There's not a single point in either film where the show Suits is portrayed in a particularly flattering light. No. You know, I've never seen a single episode of Suits. I don't know that I have either. Like, I know what it looks like and I know who's on it. Yeah. But that's my extent of knowledge. I know jack shit about it. And you know what, guys? I'm happy that way. It's fine. Don't take this away from me. Um, so we find out that Megan is on Suits and she is ambitious because she has notes for her director about her character. Mm-hmm. And her director just wants her to say, I'll see you in court in more yeah. different ways. Yeah. And so she is unhappy in her life. And thus gets very quickly set up on a blind date with Prince Harry. While inexplicably in England for some reason. Yeah, she's like over there and I don't, it's, we get a couple of scenes of Harry and Will fighting about Harry being a playboy, which somehow leads to him being set up on this date. Yeah, I believe this was like the tail end of the Nazi costume days. Oh, sure. Presumably. Yeah. Which, like, sure. 
And so they go on this blind date and he has, he like tries to get out of it. And then is like, never mind, I like this person, I think. Yep. And I feel like there's something egregious about this blind date, but I don't remember exactly what it is. So they're, I don't, they are like flirting. And at some point in the flirting, he says to her, you're the real deal, aren't you? (laughs) And maybe this is, it's either still at the restaurant or because after they have the date at the restaurant, they go back to one of their hotel rooms and stay up all night talking. Yeah. So this may be back in the hotel room. But then Harry says to her, I like it that you're not afraid of me. Yeah. 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 Which, like, whoa. Yeah. Um, and then Harry pulls a grand romantic gesture very quickly, mm-hmm. but I can't remember what it was. He... Does he show up at her door when she's back in Toronto? <sighs> yeah, but isn't that later? Mm. I mean, they pull that one more than once. Yeah. It's been so long. It's been, he, he pulls some kind of really grand romantic gesture in the first, like, 20 minutes after Mm -hmm. their first date. I'm pretty sure it's that he just shows up at her house. But anyway, then Megan is on the phone with her mom. Yeah. Telling her mom that she has been on a date with Prince Harry. Yeah. And her mom says, wait till I tell the ladies at yoga. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And then we progress to their second date where Harry takes her to Africa again. Yeah. Which is casual. Yeah. Super casual. Um, And And there's another lion encounter? We get to the lion encounter, but first we have multiple conversations about racism. Okay. Because we start with the racism very early in this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so Lifetime decided that part of the appeal of Meghan Markle in the year of our Lord 2019, or 18 when this movie was made? Yeah. Either way, uh, is that she is biracial, which allows the Lifetime network to express some of their thoughts yeah. about what it's like to be a black person in America. Mm-hmm. Now, I have not looked at any of the writing or directing credits from this film, but <laughs> from from what I've been able to pull from the dialogue, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and say that the Lifetime Network is not qualified for this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> they are not. <laughs> they are not. And, like... As I often don't know with representation, I don't know exactly where the line is in value of, like, at least someone's trying to talk about this openly versus, like, wow, you done goofed this for everyone. I mean, I think I found the line, but we're not there yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if we haven't hit the line at this point yet, we definitely will by the sequel. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Um, so it's a lot of Megan telling Harry that he doesn't know what it's like. And But it's also like 
they choose these like big emotional moments for her that don't feel like I don't know how to say this tactfully. I feel like the example that she gives for why her life has been tough because of this is not the worst thing a realistic version of this would be. Sure, like they like their imagination of what it's like to experience racism is not expansive enough to actually encompass no. what it's like to experience racism. No. Yeah. She's like, someone called my mom the N-word once. Yeah. I'm like, if that's your worst experience with racism, I find that hard to believe. Right. 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 Which is a lifetime problem, not a Meghan Markle no, problem. No, 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 no. This is all lifetime's fault. Yeah. I think, like, if they want... it, They failed at using a single story as being, like, an illustration of yeah. a lifetime of experiences and instead yeah. made it sound like she was saying, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. And then they used that as their crutch for the entire movie. Like I just read a book. This is the side, side note kind of, mm. but I just read a book where someone in a similar position said like they were going to an event and they said, I just want to know, am I the going to be the only black person at this party? Yeah. And, like, that's a much better way to convey, like, this is going to be uncomfortable, and here's why. There's so many ways to incorporate the lived experience. Yeah. Of people Without... who experience racism. Right. And instead what they did was just imagine it like a bunch of white folk. Yeah. I just have a hard time imagining that, that that line in particular, but any of those scenes. Yeah. Were not just written by white people alone. Right. Um, so after Megan teaches Harry about racism and now Harry is a racism expert. Mm-hmm. Um, then at some point Harry gets mad at her. Oh, so they start having a conversation. Hold on. I'm getting the scene mixed up. <laughs> Where was yeah. Sex Lion? Right? That's what okay. I'm thinking of. Where Sex Lion is down the road. They go back again? I guess. Um, so we're we're still in Africa, but we're only at the part where they are talking about their future. Yeah. Because Megan is already like tweaking shit even though it's only their second date. Well, because, you know, she, you know, has a timeline on her uterus and <laughs> she's been divorced already. So got to keep that front yes. and top of mind. So her whole presentation is like, we can only date casually. We can only have fun because I'm divorced and I'm biracial and I'm ambitious and care about my career. So yeah. clearly I can't be a royal. Yeah. And so they start talking about kids, and Harry, I believe, says, I promised myself I'd never have kids unless I knew a relationship was perfect. Mm-hmm. Which is buck wild, because we are going to reverse course on that so fucking hard in the <laughs> sequel. 
Jesus Christ, when we get to the uh-huh. sequel, guys, I really want you to put that line in your back pocket. Yep. 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 Um, and then they have- They do, like, this is all in service of Harry being, like, an injured baby boy whose yes. mom died 15 years ago. It's very important that everybody know that he's, like, very fragile and injured. Yeah. Which, um, like, no, this is, again, this is a lifetime problem. <laughs> just want to make that very clear. <laughs> Prince oh God, Harry, if you're gross. out there, it's not about you. <laughs> no, this has nothing to do with you. <laughs> In fact, I think it's it's um to the benefit of Lifetime that the actors that they found to play Harry were such lanky sad boys. Yeah, <laughs> because the real Harry would never. Well, one was kind of a stout sad boy, but we'll get to that. <laughs> There's just, like, a lot of, like, sniveling. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I think there's a British word that's better for this, but I don't speak British. <laughs> Whinging? Whinging. Yeah, that's the one. Um. Thank you okay. for being my British expert. I do what I can. Um... And then there's weird Lifetime sex. Yeah. Which is just like wine moms. But Lifetime goes, like, a half a step further than Hallmark, which is, like, the Christian folk. And so now we get into, like, the PG-13 crowd. Like, you actually see them in bed laying horizontally side by side with sheets wrapped around them. Yeah. In a body-clinging fashion. Yeah, but you don't get any parts. You have to pay no. for the parts. No, no anatomy. <laughs> but lots of kissing. Lots of kissing. Which, like, you know, that's that's welcome. I don't know. I didn't want to it. Me. I didn't want it. You know, I know we had this debate at Christmas last year, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, like, conceptually I wanted it always, but, like, it also felt really uncomfortable because they were trying so hard to be... A biopic on real people. To be real people? Yeah. 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 I'm not that interested in watching Harry nope. and Meghan conceive have their child. No. Sex. no. I'm not interested in that. Don't need that. <laughs> no. <laughs> there is a point at which, like, the our imitating life thing gets weird. Yeah. Like, I'm way more here for, like, a horny Christmas prince <laughs> than I am for that. <laughs> God. Shall we say a princess for Christmas? Oh no. Oh Oh, god. And then the third movie is gonna be literally entirely about her uterus. (laughs) Oh god. (laughs) Oh god. Alright, well we have to get through this movie. Okay. Um we're at my favorite scene. We're at my favorite scene. She's back from Africa. She's back Mm -hmm. on the set of suits. She's having mm-hmm. her hair done, mm-hmm. and she has not told anybody except her mother that she's dating Prince Harry. Yeah. And so she sits down in the chair, and her hairdresser is all like, ooh, you got that after-sex glow. hmm Which is apparently chummy enough that it makes her break down and admit that she is dating Harry. Right. But then she's like, no, I can't date him, because I'm a career woman, and I have a career. Right. And Kelsey, what does she say as she takes a deep breath and fixes her hair? I don't know what she says. What do you mean you don't know what she says? I don't recall. Jesus Christ. She looks at herself in the mirror 
She takes a deep breath. Oh no, oh no. Gathers up all of her womanhood. And she goes, glass ceiling, not glass slippers. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) I told you, Slack erased my notes. (laughs) Glass ceiling, not glass slippers. That was just like the point at which I knew this was made just for me. (laughs) I could spend an entire episode just talking about that line. Yeah. Like, the brand of feminism that Lifetime thinks Meghan Markle is associated with is, like, the most watered-down, like, 90s girl power Spice Girls bullshit. Like, it's insulting. It's insulting. (laughs) And, like, the, the fact that they're trying to make you believe that Meghan Markle is ambitious... Because she wants better lines on the television show Suits, and that that somehow makes her the woman that is chasing the crack in the glass ceiling. Are you fucking kidding me? And alternately, she thinks that royalty is Cinderella? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Her whole thing is, like, essentially that the royals don't work and that she would be giving up everything about her career and doing a disservice to feminism. Like, as someone who's worked fairly hard in a royal position, like, that's also insulting. Yeah. And they they try to play that, like, that's the primary tension in terms of her and her identity. Right. Which, I mean, the narrative framing is weak at best. Yeah. <laughs> but... They're trying to play that like it's the primary tension where it's just like, if she gives up her career, then she doesn't know who she is. But then they're also like, if she gives up her career, then we have broken feminism. Right. It's just not how it works. But also, like, at the end of the day, that's the story you're telling, so why? <laughs> right. Um. So then, because she has chosen the glass ceiling over glass slippers, also... It's a busted metaphor because Cinderella does not break her glass slippers. Nope. She puts them on and wears them to her royal wedding. Um, but she calls Harry from her trailer yeah. on FaceTime. And she's like, um, we should break up because mm-hmm. of the reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she gets a knock on her door. And Wait. It's Harry. Technology sidebar. Does Prince Harry have a normal iPhone that you can just FaceTime people on? (laughs) I think not. Okay, continue. (laughs) Uh, So he shows up at her trailer. Yes, he's at her trailer, and they decide to go on another date where they're going to go to, like, a Halloween party. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, bad because they shouldn't be seen together yet, but it's okay because they'll be wearing masks. So they dress and, him up like a dinosaur or something. Yeah. And she wears a Hillary Clinton mask. And it's bad because Hallmark plays this as, like, the big romantic gesture, but it's also halfway through the movie. Yeah. There's and you're like, so dear many, lord. <laughs> so many romantic gestures. So many. It's like, we get it. You're rich. You can do a mm-hmm. lot of stuff. Yeah. This is not relatable, okay? Right. Um, and then they go to the movie, the movie, <laughs> the party, they go to the party and they get caught. 
Yeah. And then she has to go and meet royal people. Yeah. Um, and then we talk about racism more. Wait, is this where, like, offensive Kate comes in? This is where we meet bad Kate. <sighs> Mirror universe Kate. So, Lifetime has done everyone in the royal family dirty, but particularly so, Kate they really has been fucked fucking up for shafted by Lifetime. It's so fucking rude. Like, Kate does not need this shit in her life right now. Her entire plot in this movie opens with um, her confiding in Megan that she is just a vessel for royal children. Yes. And <laughs> she has some contempt for that. And then she's like a long-suffering person throughout this entire movie, despite the fact they don't acknowledge her, like, pregnancy-related illnesses. No. <laughs> They're just like, sure, she's at all these events. And then she basically, like, is a huge bitch. Yes. 100% of the time. Well, she also doesn't, she has no characterization and no agency. No. And she's a huge bitch. Yeah. 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 They just sort of insert her into scenes whenever someone needs to, like, drop a weird royal truth bomb and then, like, smirk about it. Yeah, and she she's like, of, I'm so experienced because I've been around for so long. She a little bit of, like, so the long. Alexis Rose, like, head bobble once in a while. I'm, like, willing to buy into an alternate universe where Alexis Rose is Kate Middleton. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. She would be Bella. She would, she would. We get this this other character who I have no idea if this is supposed to be, like, you know, a tabloid source in real life. I thought she was meant is. to be, um, that other chick. I got nothing. I might have something. I don't know. There's this chick named Carry Bella, on. and Kate introduces Megan to her and is like, she'll teach you how to be a royal. And then her job is basically just to, like, say mean girl shit to Megan in every scene. I thought she was Princess Eugenie. But they reference Princess Eugenie by name later. Oh, do they? And Bella is still around. Well, that's awkward then. Yeah. Because she's the only person who was, like, also getting married around that time, so I assume that's who that was. Because in the second movie, which we'll get to, there's a whole thing about the Emerald Tiara, <laughs> and Megan can't have it, and it's because Princess Eugenie is wearing yeah. it at her wedding. You're right. You're right. But her wedding planner thought that it was personal. So I don't know who that is then. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm assuming that it she was, like, a generic stand-in for, like, anyone in the court who's, like, a backstabber. Well, sure, but, like, if the whole movie is fanfic, they couldn't do their research, like, a little bit more? No. No, because the whole fucking thing is a fanfiction. <laughs> Are you kidding me? So okay, she just, fair. like, sits there and, like, says racist shit about Megan's family, and Megan's like, excuse me? And she's like, I'm sorry, you have to get used to this, because this is what the paparazzi is gonna say to you, and aren't you fat? Yeah, it's a lot of hazing. Yeah. Is this where she meets the queen or not yet? Um, no, we're not there yet. Okay. So, um, we're at the point where Megan is, has been hazed by Bella and is upset about it. So then she tries to break up with Harry again. Yeah. And she goes back to Toronto. Yeah. And she is with her mom and her mom is like, 
you're a dumb bitch. I can't believe you broke up with him. Yeah. Also, watch this video of him at Princess Diana's funeral walking behind the oh, casket. Yeah. They milk He's this He's a sad, sad boy. Yeah. I can't believe you broke up with someone whose mom died. He's fragile. It needs like, to be loved. So you need to get back together with him. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, like, who's rustling up old YouTube videos when YouTube didn't exist? Of a poor boy at his mother's public- publicized funeral and saying, like, yes, daughter, you need to go back to date that boy. I just, I love the idea that, like, you got home... From your international trip where you broke up with your boyfriend and you're at home heartbroken and you get a call from your mom whose first reaction was to look at, like, to research your boyfriend on the internet and find the saddest thing from his past and be like, why you do this? I mean, it didn't take much much research. Well, no, <laughs> to it's be just, fair. I just, but yeah, I would like, love that's to such know, a like, weird, go ahead. Why, like... If I'm Meghan Markle's mother and I get that phone call that she's broken up with Harry, what am I doing that night after yoga with my glass of wine that I'm like, maybe I'll just watch old videos from Princess Diana's funeral? Like, that's weird behavior. (laughs) Like, what? We all know it's not like a top secret story. No. And then to be like, you have to date him because he's so sad. Like, I know a million girls who would date Prince Harry because Mm -hmm. his mom died, quote, unquote. (laughs) Yep. So then, oh, I guess because of where we're going next, Harry must have gone to Toronto when she broke up with him. And then she, like, kicked him out of the house. Oh, because a bunch of stuff happened with the paparazzi. And then he put out a press release that was like, stop being mean to Megan. Paparazzi, you're dumb. And then Megan got really mad at him because he said something about defending her and like her feminism doesn't allow her to be defended by a man. And this And I feel like that press release was real, right? Probably, yeah. But the reaction was not. Yeah, I don't know if that fight was real. And so her mom's whole thing is that Harry was trying to protect her from the paparazzi because Princess Diana died because of paparazzi. In case you forgot. So that's why Megan had to date him. (laughs) Right. Anyway, Megan goes racing to the airport. Yep. To try to catch Harry. And she strong arms her way onto the tarmac, even though that would be like a national security disaster. Correct. And they open up the door of his personal jet after it's already started taxiing down the runway. And yeah, this Meghan is all Markle, super casual. <laughs> Meghan Markle is standing on the tarmac, and the stewardess says to him, do you know this woman? Right. What? That's not how it works. She would get arrested. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> anyway. So I mean, I don't know about Canada, plane. but I assume. That's not how it works. Um, And then... A bunch of other stuff happens, but now we're back to Kate, where they put her in a brown dress. Oh, poor Kate. And this is where I think we need to spend a minute on how they fucking did Kate so dirty. Okay. <laughs> so they're... I mean, first of all, they literally put her in a brown dress. <laughs> yep. Like, Kate would never. I mean, she's probably worn a brown dress before, but not this one. This looks like the dress that you pulled out of a closet at your high school theater room. Literally, my favorite thing about watching both of these movies is that you can sum up 
the entire reaction from Kirstie as so-and-so would never. (laughs) (laughs) And I respect the outrage. It's really funny because the scene we're getting to next... (laughs) (laughs) It'll come full circle. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Anyway, there's just so much photographic evidence on the internet of the stuff that Kate Middleton wears. Wait, so what happens in the brown dress? Um, they're at some kind of ball and Kate just like sits down with Megan and says things to her, but really the dress was just ugly. Okay, that's fair. That was that was really the whole thing. Um someone gives Megan a gift of some kind and a says gift? the line, it's a symbol of our body in, no, it's the symbol of our imperial presence in Africa. Oh! And Megan uh, is over a, the moon about it. It's something. Fuck. Is it a pin or something? Some Yeah. Like a... It's something. It doesn't matter, but it's something about imperialism. It's like a necklace, maybe? Maybe? I don't know. Imperialism. And Megan is just, like, overjoyed. Yeah. She, like, swoons. Um, oh, you know what it is? It's the scene where she meets Charles and Camilla for the first time. <laughs> and they um, give her this gift. My TLDR about that whole depiction is that Camilla is fair. Charles <laughs> is too nice. <laughs> so, my whole thing was, I don't know, like... Who who on the production team had time to chip, tip off Charles's PR person and then was bribed to make Charles look good? <laughs> right? But Charles like, would fucking what? never. He would never. Charles would never. Charles is in this scene being like, oh, Megan, old chap. <laughs> I'm so charitable. <laughs> I wasn't the weird boy at that school. <laughs> Like, my other favorite game, besides you saying that they would never, uh-huh. was when I watched it before you had started watching it, and I would send you screenshots of all of these people. <laughs> and just be like, sure, 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 yeah. sure, 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 sure. It's fucking wild. Oh my god. Okay. Um. So now we're at a scene where <laughs> Bella, or whatever the fuck... Is yep. talking to someone, and she says the line, I'm just being real, her biological clock is at 11.59. Yep, that's when we start talking about that situation. Uh-huh. Um, they're, they gotta tee it up for the second movie, you know? They do. Well, because they're trying to play this whole conspiracy theory where Megan is ambitious, and so that's why she's marrying a royal. Um, Which, like... Those two things do not necessarily pair, but that's fine. Yeah. Then they go back to Africa because Harry is upset about things. And so Megan's like, oh, I'm going to whisk you away. So they go do this like humanitarian project. Is this lion sex time? It's going to be lion sex time. Uh, She whisks him away because he's upset because it's the anniversary of his mother's death. Just to like rub that fucking shit in. That's what it was. That's right. Yeah. Because he like gets anxious around the anniversary. And then they have a big fight, and he runs away, 
mm-hmm. and encounters his old friend, the lion. The, the lion. lion. <laughs> and uh-huh. they have this rapport where they just stand there and stare at each other. Mm-hmm. And then the lion walks away. And Harry believes it's the spirit of his mother. Mm-hmm. Which is no big deal. Yep. And so Megan comes running up behind him, and she embraces him, and she walks him back to their hotel with an outdoor bed. Yeah. And they have sad boy lion sex. <laughs> yeah. It's the sex lion. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> um... Then we're back on the set of suits. Mm-hmm. She quits. Megan encounters a, a girl, a little black girl, and she's mm-hmm. been having doubts about being a royal, but then meeting a little girl. Oh, yeah. Like, I have made I've her realize what? Unlimited gripes about this. Yes. Go ahead. So it made her realize <laughs> that being a royal is not like a waste of her time because she would be like representing black girls, and that is a good thing. And she says the line to Harry. I met a little girl today who made me realize that ah, the way I could, I lost the line, made me realize that the way I could make a difference in the world is to marry you. Like, that's not extremely romantic. (laughs) It's so fucked up. And it does. This whole thing is horseshit. (laughs) It does nothing to like undo the storyline that Megan is ambitious and marrying him for the wrong reasons. Like, no. No. This isn't the romantic story you think it is, Lifetime. No, it's weird. It's so weird and it's so not... I don't I don't know that they were going for accuracy, but no. it feels like they were really trying. Mm. Like, both of these movies I told you, like, read to me... As if someone took a Wikipedia page and made it into fiction. Yes, yes, yes. Because they hit all these, like, weirdly specific notes that don't need to be there. Yeah. And then, like, fill in a lot of gaps with stuff that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I took it as, like, they had a bunch of tabloid clippings that they were just putting in chronological order. Yeah. And then, like, filling out the dialogue. Right. Yeah. But, like, don't marry him for that, Megan. Oh, it's just a weird way to go about it. Well, because it also makes it seem like becoming royal is the only way to make an impact in that particular space. Yeah, for sure. There's, like, this god complex to it. Like, yeah, I have to ascend to this position to be a role model for, like, other people. And, and it's like, that will ooh, be the thing that improves the world. I'll have unlimited money to spend to help this cause. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Which is like, fine, but it's not a, a business play. No, it's just, it's so weird. It's weird. Um, and then from that, we go to the part where they meet the queen. Ooh, baby. Ooh, mama. This is what we've all been waiting for. Um, the queen makes a joke about how it's okay that she's an actress as long as she's not involved with the crown. Mm-hmm. Which, again, lifetime. Looking looking through that fourth wall a little too much for my comfort. 
Lifetime, Queen Elizabeth watches that show and she doesn't hate it. She has said that she approves of the depiction. Right? Lifetime. Lifetime? Um, and then Queen Liz does a thing that I think Lifetime really needed to reevaluate here. And that's the part where Queen Liz... I don't know that I can. <laughs> Where Queen Liz reveals that that her family has had black people in it before. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And that therefore she's a little bit black. <laughs> I wish I had written down the exact lines. But the Queen Liz is qualified this- for a hate watch award. <laughs> Shut it. She takes her to this painting and is like, this is Shauna. And Shauna was biracial. Therefore, the House of Windsor is black. Look at her hair. You can tell. (laughs) Sorry, what? (laughs) That may very well be true. I have not looked up this historical figure named Shauna. Was that her real name? That was her name. Her name was Shauna. Oh, I thought you were making up a name. Nope. If I was, I wouldn't have pulled Shauna out of there, out of the old noggin. <laughs> thought it was specific. <laughs> no, oh, shit. That's what, that's what Queen Liz said the painting was named. Um, um, but you know, even if even if there is some ancestry there in the House of Windsor, mm-hmm. y'all ain't black. Whoa, Lifetime. Like, are they checking that off on their demographic forms? I I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. It was a leap. And this was like Queen Elizabeth's olive branch to Meghan to be like, don't worry about the fact that you're biracial. It's cool because we're cool with black people because we're black. In my small time dabbling in like ancestry.com related endeavors. I think every family has like one person outside of their general demographic. Sure. And that's fine. That's how human DNA works. There's been a lot of human relationships that have been had over the generations. But they don't all like see someone who matches that demographic and says like, hey, (laughs) you there. Someone six generations ago was kind of like you. I also just love the implication that because Queen Elizabeth has a painting of a black woman in the palace, that that now welcomes in a new black person to the royal family and fixes all of the institutional racism in the monarchy and Great Britain. Right. Like, we solved racism, folks. That was the blessing we needed. <laughs> Even though it's been there for how long? Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, and that's how we ended that film. Uh, didn't we end with an engagement? I mean, yeah, they get engaged. But it's also really underwhelming. It is. Uh, well, because they had already asked the queen permission to get married. That's what that meeting was. Yeah. And then they're back in, like, their suite in Kensington Palace, and Harry proposes to her for real. Yeah. And he's like, these 
stones are like my mother's or something and we're like okay well that's real that is real but like the diamond in the middle is from some piece of jewelry that diana had and then the two other diamonds were like sourced from somewhere yeah in some manner that megan cares about yeah which like fine but coming off of lion (laughs) sex yeah we didn't need that so like no on a scale of, uh, what's the worst Hallmark we've ever watched? Oh, shit. It was one of the ones from this year, for sure. The one with the ski resort? That one was pretty bad. Hold on, I'm going to scroll back. Give it just a real hot second here. Um... It could have, oh, probably, maybe, actually, a Shoe Addict's Christmas. Okay, on a scale of Christmas Kimberly? Shoe Addict's Christmas. Okay. (laughs) On a scale of a Shoe Addict's Christmas to the Autumn in Vermont movie. Ooh. Where do you rank this movie? Um, I rank this a... Christmas Prince, a royal engagement. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. There are there are fewer hijinks. Yeah. Worse production value. Mm-hmm. But more royal protocol. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which we will get back to. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Just like a deep fundamental misunderstanding. of of what royalty is like i think i'm ranking it as a princess for christmas Ooh, shit because this harry is like passable not a sam ewan but passable like he could put on white pants yeah and there's a lot of like unnecessary family drama yep that really feels suited to this movie yep so that's where i'm ranking this but we'll come full circle when we do movie two (laughs) yeah that's what i was gonna say because um on that note the the new megan that we get in a few minutes here Uh uh-huh reminds Uh me a lot of what's her face from a princess for christmas Uh Uh uh-huh uh-huh uh Um, Uh, i would just like to note that we're 57 minutes into this recording. The good news is that the second movie has infinitely less plot. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> There's like three things that happen. I mean, I'm obsessed with this episode, so we're not cutting anything. Oh, no. Fuck no. Okay. Man, we have been on hiatus for like four weeks. We gotta give the people what they want. Which we is do. time listening to us. Right. <laughs> So, the movie I wanted to record all along is Harry and Meghan becoming royal. Yeah. Which is meant to cover from just before their wedding until present day slash, like, a few weeks from now. Um, one thing we forgot to do, sorry. Mm. This is just a structural note. Mm-hmm. At the end of the first movie, they did a montage of the entire oh, yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. This is important. This is important. This is incredibly important. 
um, because this is a structure the franchise relies on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they do a montage of the movie you've just watched. Yep. And including, like, dialogue. Um, and then they cap it off with photos from the real-life event that, you know, bookends the film. So in this yeah. case, at the end of the montage of their whole romance ending with their engagement, you then get, like, a photo reel of the wedding. Mm-hmm. And now we move on to the sequel. Proceed. Yeah. Yeah. So the sequel inexplicably picks up before then. Mm-hmm. I don't recall exactly when it starts, but it's, like, in wedding planning mode. She's, like, with her, she's home with her, like, best friend. Sure, and she's rehoming her dog. Yeah. And moving to England, basically, right? Yep. There had been a whole thing where Harry was going to move to Toronto so that she didn't have to leave suits. Which, like, LOL. (laughs) Sure, sure, sure. And then, completely out of nowhere, when they get engaged, Megan's like, just kidding, I'll be a royal for real. Well, like, extra on suits or Duchess of Sussex. Like, take your pick. Yeah. So, then it starts, like, moving stuff, basically. She moves yep. to England, and it's, like, not a big to-do about moving, but then it's, like, wedding, 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 right? Yep. And she um, gets... Go ahead. Sorry. There's several conversations between Harry and Will, because one of the subplots is that Will is going to become more conservative. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, Will somehow gets Megan invited to something that's, like, mm-hmm. important at the very beginning of the movie. And yeah. Harry's all like, oh, thanks for coordinating this. And Will says, "'Twasn't easy.'" Ew. Twasn't easy. We'll get into this. Twasn't easy. Ew. (laughs) I just had to get that one in there. So, Megan gets the queen's, like, assistant of some kind? Uh, Because she's fucking up royal protocol. Yeah. So the queen has, like, a... I think he's supposed to be, like, a chief of staff. Yeah kind of guy yeah and um megan's just been like running around doing all kinds of unsightly things and getting harry in trouble right Uh, and so he gets assigned to her and that's like the moment when this movie decides it really wants to be pretty woman oh because you know what happens her wedding planner fucks stuff up Yep. And then they sent him in and they're like, she's an outsider and you can't have outsiders. Yeah. Yes. And it does become. Well, it's like Pretty Woman slash Princess Diaries, which is the same yes. movie because they use all the same cast. Yes. For both like transformation moments. So yep. they're one and the same. But basically they're like, oh, we'll teach you what you need to know about things. And there's like a lot of hero worship about like this weird man who tells her how to be royal he says the line when he comes to be assigned to her that old queen has sent this mm-hmm. old queen to keep you in line mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yep. oh structure another structural note they do this thing throughout the movie to give you like an audience proxy 
mm-hmm. where they have a mm-hmm. news mm-hmm. channel yep. with two anchors. And every so often they just cut into the story with these two anchors to give you like an update on the yep. royal gossip. Yeah. And the idea is like, you know, you're watching Megan living her life inside the palace walls and then you're getting like the public reaction so that you really understand the scrutiny mm-hmm. that Megan is under. And then it also weirdly tracks like the descent into like post-Brexit England. Yeah. It is like, like very uncomfortable way. Yeah, we start to get into some some weird stuff about these modern times of ours. Mm-hmm. And I again just am not sure the lifetime is really qualified for that particular issue. No. <laughs> we'll check back in with that as we go. <laughs> it will be relevant again. Right. So I'm trying to think of the highlights from wedding planning. There's the time where she wants the tiara. She wants the tiara and she, so she like did something to, in the press that like pissed someone off, she thought. And so then suddenly like no one's giving her the tiara. So then she tells Harry that the queen is mad at her. So then Harry Mm -hmm. yells at everybody. Yeah. And then then there's. They all get in trouble. Um. Her chat with Queen Liz about having black people in the wedding ceremony. Oh, God, we're... Okay. Oh, no. Oh, it's very bad. Uh-huh. Um, Where that becomes Queen Liz's idea, which I sincerely doubt it was. No, it sure wasn't. Yeah, Megan's like, I was thinking we could have a black preacher, and Queen Liz goes, Oh, yes, I was already thinking about that. What a lovely idea. Like, what? No. No. <laughs> no. And then... And then we get to wedding time, right? Am I missing anything? Yeah, the wedding day happens at the exact halfway point. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Time-wise. I am missing something. Oh. Uh, They get real dirty with the drama with her dad. Oh, yeah. And it feels a little gross. It's to so me. gross. Because if you're going to shade the royal family as being super inclusive in every way, you don't need to also shade her family as being super shady. Yeah. And like that was shitty enough. To have everyone dragged through publicly. Yeah. And, like, the way that Lifetime portrayed it was not like, hey, this is a shitty thing that happens when you're a public figure. It was like, ew, remember this? This is what we think was really happening. It was gross. Megan's crying in this scene because we think that Megan probably, like, really cried about it. It was so gross. Yeah. No one needed it. No one needed it. I, but I really, I, when that, when all of that was public, like in the weeks leading up to the wedding, I like, I mean, as it is, I already stay away from like royal clickbait generally, unless it's like innocent and not through a clickbait website. Mm -hmm. But I like stayed away from anything at all related to the drama with her dad, because it's like, you know what? This is like the real part. Right. If we're just making fun of her hats 
or her nail polish. That's one thing. But like, right. Uh, this is like a real person's wedding day mm-hmm. and a real person's family. Like, mm-hmm. oh, God. It was just uncomfortable and it was like not necessary for this movie. No, 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 no. But you know what else was egregious about this wedding depiction? Mm. Not, I mean, it was, but the way Megan's dress fit was gross. Oh, it was terrible. But the way her mother's ensemble fit was egregious. Absolutely egregious. I am upset about it. Still, it was like, they have this scene where she's in a car, like, going to the ceremony, and it looks like when you put on something that isn't fully, like, made yet, and it's just pinned, so it's, like, loose, it doesn't have, like, proper seams everywhere, that's what it looks like. Yep. And it's egregious, because her mother is a goddess. Mm-hmm. And her mother fucking owned it at that and wedding. I, I actually like the person who plays her mother I've seen in other roles, and I really like her. Yeah, she was decent. So I was upset that she got shafted. Yes. They did her dirty. Mm-hmm. These two films are really the story of who they did dirty and who would never. Right. <laughs> So, um, they shade over a lot of line. Okay. Um, from the wedding planner. Okay. Guy, he's not a wedding planner. The chief of staff guy. Yep. He um, is correcting Megan's misconceptions about him. Mm-hmm. And he says, you may very well think of me as pale, male, and stale, but I know a thing or two. <laughs> yes. Pale, male, and stale. As I said to Kelsey, every white man should wear that on a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So they, like, gloss over the entire wedding ceremony. Right? They just straight up skip it. They go straight to them in bed the next morning. Yep. And it's awkward again. And you're like, ooh, why are mom and dad fucking? Because that's what it feels like. <laughs> And then they, like, do this whole thing where she's, like, naked in bed with the sheets over her chest. And she, like, snuggles into him. And she goes, you're my husband. And he's like. Is this when he's like, I want to make a baby with you? And that's when he says it. Yeah. He's like, let's make a baby. And then for the next, like, 20 minutes, that's, like, the next period of time where she's not pregnant. And every scene that he enters, he's like, let's have a baby. (laughs) <laughs> I'm Baby. not interested in that. And then that. they do just, like, roll over and have sex, and it's like, oh, Ugh. No. I'm sorry. If my husband on my wedding night is like, let's make a baby, I will divorce him. If my husband... If, if my husband ever... Ever? <laughs> if my husband was ever, like... It said anything about babies and then tried to roll over and have sex. Like, ugh. Ugh. As a mother, you have the right to say that. <laughs> it's like, I know where babies come from. I just don't really need that imagery in the moment, you know? Nope. Nope, I'll you say. You know, like, to Kate Middleton's point in the first movie, 
I'm not just a vessel for the royal babies. Right. Ugh. 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 Well, and it, like, portrays him as being someone who only cares about having children. And then that's his whole thing. The whole movie is, like, he just wants babies. Right. Ugh. They talk about it so much. He's like, can we have a baby now? Right. And then she has, like, a breakdown and goes to Toronto and then comes back and is like, I'm pregnant. Yep. We have the classic pregnancy scene where she's just hanging out with her friend and then suddenly she can't stop vomiting. And as she runs to the bathroom to vomit, her friend, like, has a cheeky smile to herself. Gross. Because obviously a woman of a certain age does not vomit unless she's pregnant. Never. 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 A woman would never. (laughs) And, uh, what else? They adopt a puppy. Yep. Will gives a bunch of marriage advice, which is really fucking rich. It is rich and inappropriate at this point in time. Yep. Because by the time, just based on the ending montage, by the time they were writing bits of this... There would have been enough gossip out there. I think it would have been shot, though. Yeah. I think it was done. I think it was totally done. I don't know. I think it was was gross, and it shouldn't have happened. Well, it's like... Never mind. It's fine. Kate is a saint. Yes. All I will say about this. Yes. Every goddamn day she's out there. Doing her, In her duty garden. on behalf of the Commonwealth. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> um, what else happens? Then it's basically that's it. like that's the whole thing. There's a lot of drama about her cookbook for charity. Yeah, like so much fucking drama about this cookbook about how like, like she wants political. to feature. The women who were affected by the tragedy, who wear, like, hijabs and, like, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, the queen and the, like, royal family don't want her to depict that on her cookbook. And it's the first real statement she's making as a royal. But really, like, no one fucking cares about your cookbook. No. No, so she picks a cover that has, like, tomatoes on it. And then her family gets mad at her because they're like, you're compromising who you are. And then that's, like, the thing that makes her wake up and decide to start fighting back against a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. So she informs the the guy, the the guy. um, The guy. That she's not going to wear pantyhose anymore. Mm -hmm. What? The old queen. Um. Yeah, the yeah, the old queen. <laughs> and then she decides she's gonna wear a black nail polish. Yep. And she's gonna wear a tuxedo dress to an mm-hmm. event. And it's like supposed to be like the gloves are coming off. Oh yeah. This is who Megan is for real, and now she's she's gonna be herself. She's fighting the good fight. Totes. Um and then Charles feels the need to, like, make it up to her somehow. I don't know why they were fighting, but he, like, gives her patronage to a bunch of their, like, charities. It's weird. So now he he lists, like, three charities that 
she, the donations from the crown are going to be in her name now. Mm-hmm. And it's like some art gallery and like something else and something else. And she gets all teary eyed and is like, thank you. Yeah. And you're supposed to believe that this is her like achieving her life's work. Right. Which is awkward. And is that pretty much it? That's more or less it. This is where we get to the part where, like, they're really fixated on the two news anchors Mm -hmm. (laughs) descending into, like, fascism. Yep. And so there's, like, a male anchor and a female anchor, and the male anchor is essentially, like, a Fox News host by the end. Yeah. And then the female anchor feels empowered because Meghan Markle did a thing. And so she gets up in the middle of a broadcast and she's like, I'm not going to take this anymore. I'm going to get my own show and you're racist. And then like Meghan Markle is watching and she's like, oh, I inspired this person. Look at all the people I could inspire. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And that's like her reward for telling her like age that she's going to not wear pantyhose anymore. (laughs) Right. It's like, good thing I picked the right cover for my cookbook. (laughs) Great. And then, just like the first movie, this movie ends with a montage of the movie Mm -hmm. we just watched. Yeah. And then is capped off with an image of baby Archie, the royal baby. Baby Archie. Which, it was, like, days after he was born, I'm, so, like, that's a bold fucking move, but, like, alright. I'm checking the, um, the dates now. Hold on. I think it was within a week. So, Archie was born... Do you know how long it took me to pair Harrison with Harry? Because it was, like, 15 days minimum. Oh, all of my search results are clogged because Harry and Megan just announced today that they hired a nanny for their baby. Oh, well, that's awkward. <laughs> Archie Harrison birthday, not birth certificate. That's weird. No, you don't want that. That's creepy. Oh, Prince Harry fucked up the date, apparently. May 6th. Yep. May 6th. Um... And this movie was recorded on the DVR. May 13th. May 13th. Seven days? Yep. Holy shit. They must have been, like, in the editing room, like, frantically hitting refresh for any pictures. Oh, I'm sure. Like, this must have been, like, a midnight, like, drop-in. But, like... I wish nothing bad upon the royal family, but, like, what if something went south? Mm. And they had promoted this, and then they show Mm -hmm. them walking around with their baby. Mm Mm-hmm. Yikes. Like, Lifetime would have eaten that money, right, and just not shown it? Oh, yeah, they wouldn't have been able to air that, or they would have had to, like, heavily edit at the end. Yeah. Like, made it shorter and sold more ad space or something. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, that basically it was awkward. like, oh, we have a baby now, so we've achieved all the glass ceiling breaking. 
glass ceiling and glass slippers. Am I right? Oh! I can't believe they never said that line. I kind of wish they had. Hey, Lifetime, you better hire me as a writer. Mm-hmm. I've got that cohesion on lock. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so... <laughs> Harry and Meghan becoming royal. Rank that compared to the first one. Uh, compared to the first one. Okay, I said the first one was a shoe addict's Christmas. No, no. I said it was a Christmas Prince two royal engagement. I think the second one is a Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe. I think it's like a Christmas and Evergreen too. Mm. But it was like very bad no matter what. I think Christmas and Evergreen 2 might be a little too good for it. Christmas and Evergreen 2 had some questionable racial moments. Oh, that's true. There was racism in that movie. Mm-hmm. Right. That was also a movie that cured racism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we fixed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so see, I went with Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe because of the two movies that um, were exactly the same that year. That was the worst one. That's fair. Between Christmas at Pemberley Manor and Pride, Prejudice, Very and fair. Mistletoe. Very fair. <laughs> there was definitely a decline mm-hmm. there. So can we take a beat? Not that we're not too far into this, uh-huh. but can we take a beat to talk about Megan and Harry 1.0 versus Megan and Harry 2.0? Yes, please. Holy shit. So, like, all the rest of the cast, I think, stayed the same. It seemed like it, maybe. But Harry became, like, passable, I guess, Harry. To, like, Ed Sheeran <laughs> in Game of Thrones, Harry. He was like a, like a video game rendering of the actor that played Harry in the first movie. His face was so round. Mm-hmm. It was like, Lifetime, like could you like not find one double. person? Yeah. It was very bad. The first one, like, I was fine with. Yeah. Honestly, like, and the same with the Megan, I think. Like, the first one was fine. Yeah. It wasn't good, but, like, if you're trying to find someone that looks like someone else. Yeah. I think the first Megan had, um, this is gonna sound weird, but had more similar skin. Mm-hmm. Um, like, in terms of her skincare regimen. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, she had more of, like, the a more similar dewy glow that's, like, very difficult to get she was definitely more believable yeah the second one was like tough yeah i heard this so i've been listening to the becoming royal podcast which is a whole thing okay is it becoming real i think it is um it's about like royal news and shit it's like kind of i can't tell like how serious they are versus how funny they are Uh uh-huh so I'm really recommending that. Really obsessed, not becoming royal. Woof. <laughs> that was the name of the. Whoa! I'm playing it. What is happening? 
holy shit, I thought that was like an alarm or something. I was so worried for you. I was just playing it as I was looking up what the title was. It's fine. Oh my god, um, that scared the shit out of me. Sorry. I'm a very so, jumpy friend. My god. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't worry. Everyone has no jumps. <laughs> So, Royally Obsessed is the podcast I meant to say. Mm -hmm. Becoming Royal is a Lifetime movie. Uh, Royally Obsessed is the podcast. So, they interviewed the person who played Megan in this movie. Uh Uh-huh. And hot damn, it was a shit show. Really? She was like... I keep seeing tabloids in the grocery store, and I'm like, is it Megan or is it me? Oh, no. And I'm like, girl, it's not you. Oh, a recap of the Lifetime movie? I found the episode. So I haven't, I have not listened to the recap because I was waiting for us to record. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Before I shared my thoughts, but they had an interview with her. Oh, my God. That sounds like a nightmare. It was very bad. But also, she's been on Jane the Virgin, and I don't know what. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I can't place her to save my life, but supposedly she's been on it. They worked a lot harder in the second movie to try to match Megan's wardrobe a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And it was... They had some times where it was better than others. Do you think... Like, who got done dirtier... Kate or Queen Liz? Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> fuck me. They both got done so dirty. They kept putting Queen Liz in these, like, th- these, like, matron suits that you buy at, like, JCPenney. She would never. She would never. For one thing, one of the the dress suits that they put her in had some kind of, like, beaded embroidery on the top. And mm-hmm. Queen Liz has strong feelings about those things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. No. Like, neon wool suits, okay. But, like, fake crystal embellishments, no. No, no. No, no, no. Horseshit. Um, and what were they doing with her hair? She was a poor excuse for Queen Liz. And they also, in the second one, they kept... I don't know how much of this is, like, based in fact, but they kept trying to make the royal family seem, like, really hijinksy. So they, like, play charades a lot, and they give each other gag gifts for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And the whole time, Queen Liz is, like, in the background, like, cracking jokes, and she has this, like, really high-pitched, like, sort of what you think of as, like, an old-timey British matron voice. hmm mm-hmm. And I just... She's she's such a reserved human being. Mm-hmm. You know? I've it's never like heard... they've never watched The Crown. No, they've never watched The Crown. I don't know that I've heard any reports of what she's like behind closed doors, but from everything I understand, I don't think she's that jovial. No. I think the gag gift thing is real. Uh-huh. But that's all I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She would so, like, never. what's the message here to those our listeners who are still listening after an hour and a half of <laughs> Harry and Meghan Lifetime movies? 
Um, okay. So I think unequivocally it is your duty to watch at least the first movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had a friend staying at my house this week, um, and she was going through some tough times, and um, I had this film to offer her. You did? I did not end up watching it, Yeah, but we we were, like, so close. We almost watched it. And, you know, I got to say, I think it's a good film for when you just got some shit going on and you need to be like, why is Lifetime spending this much money on fan fiction? That's fair. How much money do you think each of these films cost? Hmm. I'm a bad judge, but I'm going to say like $8 million. No. Do you think it's more? No, I think it's less. Do you? I think it tops out at 1.2. Hold on. 1.2? Are you kidding me? They didn't even use any of their own footage in London. Any footage that they have overseas is archival. There's nothing helpful on the internet. Let's see. How much does it cost to make a Lifetime movie? Having worked on a Lifetime movie, I can tell you that that on that particular production, whatever, the budget was somewhere between 1.2 and 1.5, depending on who you ask. I think this they shelled out... This is pretty standard range for made-for-TV films nowadays. I think they shelled out more for this movie. Hmm. I think my number may be off, but I think they bank a lot on this. it's bad (laughs) it's bad but you i think it's worth the watch Mm -hmm. if you have a lot of alcohol yep and nothing else to do Mm -hmm. you know it'd be a good movie for an airplane sure would sure would but, like, skip the second one because, dear God, those people are rough. I flipped my fucking lid when I looked at the progress bar on their wedding day, <laughs> expecting to see, like, 12 minutes left, and it was halfway through the fucking movie. I was like, they planned an entire goddamn wedding. I have been sitting in front of this television for what feels like 20,000 hours. Mm-hmm. What the fuck do you mean I'm only halfway through this movie? Yep. Don't watch the second one. Yeah, it was so bad. <laughs> Come for so, the sad so boy bad. lion sex. Yeah. Leave the sequel. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, if you want to tell us how you feel about Sad Boy Lions, <laughs> uh, you can find us on Twitter at HateWatchWithUs or at gmail at HateWatchWithUs.com. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I do this every fucking time. At gmail at HateWatchWithUs at gmail.com, obviously. <laughs> or you can find us at HateWatchWithUs.com. And you can find our friends at Poppable Audio. 
They are Thought Bubble FM on Twitter and ThoughtBubbleAudio.com. You can search for their shows in Apple Podcasts or wherever else you're listening to this show. They have some good, good shit. I recently was on an episode of Beer with Geeks, and it was great, so check that out. It's a very fun episode. It sure was. We talked about Parks and Rec. Kelsey gets a deep cut in at me. I do. And it was not about hate watching at all, except for maybe hate watching Kirstie's opinions about John Ralphio. And perhaps hate watching our recreational use of spreadsheets. Fair. <laughs> um, anything I missed? We have another podcast. It's archival oh, yeah. opinions on Game of Thrones. You can find that over at Our Watches Ended. It's just mm-hmm. another podcast feed. That's it. It's not being updated ever again. No, we're done with Game of Thrones now. But if you want a capsule of our yeah. thoughts of Game of Thrones, it's there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. I'll snap you this because it's so douchey. <laughs> It says grace and delicacy on the bottle. Whoa. Like, this is canned wine. I just want to remind you. (laughs) Know your place, canned wine. (laughs) All right. Speaking of canned wine, I'm going to start the timer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The through line there is that this Lifetime movie is the canned wine of major TV movies. (laughs) It is. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Here we go.